Thanks for tuning in to the Renew Life Church Lubbock podcast today. We hope this message encourages you as you allow God's Word and His presence to change your life. All right. Good morning, everybody. That was one of those, like, take a lap type worship moments. You know what I'm saying? It was like, take a lap, and I needed a flag. I don't know who has flags in here, but I need it. Yeah, I should have borrowed it. Can I borrow it and just take a hot lap real quick? Just one lap? Just to, yeah. I'm glad I wore black today. Y'all got me sweaty. It's good. There's nothing like confessing that right off the bat as we get going. Uh, man, I'm really, really uh, excited uh, to be here this morning. It's already been so special, so impactful, so powerful. And so what I'm trusting is that we just get to walk into a continuation of that, uh, walk into a continuation of that. I mean, double wafers in a communion thing, that's wild stuff. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's so special, man. The Lord is so kind to do that and just pursue us with his love. And so I'm trusting that this morning is really going to be a continuation of that. And I'm going to teach a message. Uh, it's called maturity and growth. Maturity and growth. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm highly expectant. And the truth is this. Oftentimes, it can, can, it, it can be really difficult to like tie a bow on something in 30 minutes, especially whenever you've taken like weeks of prayer and preparation and all the things. And that's, that's okay. That's good. I'm not saying, I, so what I, actually what I'm going to do, I'm going to preach for three hours today, actually. And no, I'm not going to do that. I don't think I could do that um, unless you allow me like a 30-minute intermission for a nap. If we're good with that, then we'll go for, no. But w- what I'm saying is this, is the reality is I'm going to say a lot of things that I feel like I have received from the Lord in connection with him and some revelation that I've received. Um, But you are gonna have to lean on your own spirit and Holy Spirit inside of you to continue to cultivate what we're gonna accomplish in the next 28 minutes and 57 seconds, 55, 54, 50. Like we're, it's, we're, you're gonna have to lean into Holy Spirit, right? And, and I, I would hope and I would ask that you would do that. There's gonna be some things that are really challenging. Uh, we're gonna read out of Ephesians chapter four. If you wanna go ahead and ch- uh, turn there, that's where we're gonna spend the entire message today is Ephesians chapter four. I'm gonna read out of the New Living Translation. And this is one that I really want you to grab a hold of and just understand. It's going to be challenging. I'm also trusting it's gonna be encouraging in some ways, but let's just proceed with some expectancy. Sound good? All right, I feel like I just put, I feel like, oh, it's called maturity and growth, maturity and growth. And I'll be teaching out of Ephesians chapter four. So some context here. Uh, So this is a letter from Paul to the church. Um, this church in Ephesus, right? So he writes these letters. This is very common in the New Testament. You have the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and then you have the letters to the church. So Paul, who is an apostle of the church, like the global church, he writes these letters and they're essentially like instructional letters that the local church is to implement, right? So if you've read much of the gospel, if you've read anything that Paul has written before, you're aware the guy can be sharp at times, right? The guy can be sharp, the guy can be challenging, the guy can be provoking. And uh, Paul is kind of one of those guys that just like calls it, calls it like it is, right? Much of my message today came from a message that I heard Braden speak, when was that? It was September 24th, it was called, Everyone Needs a Barnabas Until They Don't. 
was anybody here for that message? Did you hear that? Okay, cool. Incredible message. Really, really challenging and inspiring in so many ways. Um, but this is one of Paul's letters. And so I want you to imagine, all right, so get this. We read the gospel and sometimes we don't, we don't realize it in appropriate context. This is not always just Paul standing before a church and saying things. This is Paul writing a letter, sending it to local church representatives, and that local church representative has to stand up on a stage and tell them what Paul said. Imagine me and that guy sometimes. It's like you're the first guy to crack the letter open and you're reading it and you're like, oh, oh, Paul. <laughs> Paul, why, Paul? Why, Paul? You know, and then you have to deliver this message. And so, um, honestly, that's where we find ourselves today. Because the gospel is a living and breathing word from the Father, amen? And so we're gonna read Ephesians this morning. This is a letter to the church. You're sitting in church. We are a part of the church. And so uh, this morning we're gonna receive it as such. So in Ephesians, the first three chapters are devoted to Paul talking about these big themes, huge concepts of being alive in Christ, alive in Christ. And so he's like, you're alive in Christ and you can do this and you're amazing. And then the last three chapters, he's like, now, here's what you need to change, right? And so uh, chapters four through six represent Paul bringing it down to a ground level and telling the church, telling you, telling me, and telling the church in Ephesus things that we need to be aware of and things that we need to change. Ready? All right, here we go. Let's pray first, actually. Jesus, we love you. And Father, we, uh, we just proceed into this time. Um, I trust that your words... Um, will penetrate the hearts of people. Lord, I, breathe, I, I, I truly believe that you are bringing hope. I believe that you are bringing uh, challenge, inspiration. And Lord, we honestly just receive all of it. Lord, what do you wanna say? What do you wanna do? Our answer is yes. And so Lord, we receive you and your Holy Spirit and we press in with expectation in Jesus' name, <clears throat> amen. All right, let's start in Ephesians chapter four in the message of maturity and growth. Ephesians four, starting in verse 11, it says this. Um, now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Verse 12, their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. All right, now I want you to pay close attention to verse 13, okay? It says, this will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. We're talking about maturity and we're talking about growth. And I want you to pay close attention to the sequence of events as we continue to read in Ephesians chapter four. So first thing in, in verse 13, I want you to observe. It says, um, so, so we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's son that we will be mature. So what he's saying is this, your unity produces maturity. Unity produces maturity. Let's continue. Ephesians chapter four, verse 14 Directly after what it says is, then, meaning after that, right? Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever that they sound like truth. There's a lot of that. <laughs> There's a lot of that. And then verse 15 says, instead, 
We will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. And then I want you to get verse 16. Remember, this is then. Unity produces maturity. And then, verse 16, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. I want you to observe this, that we are going to camp right here between 11, verse 11 and verse 16. This is where we're gonna stay. I just want you to observe with me, um, there is an order of events that Paul speaks to through the Holy Spirit's inspiration as he wrote this. One, unity produces maturity, and then growth. For a lot of years, I have actually interpreted maturity and growth to be synonyms. Maturity and growth to be synonyms, when in reality, there was actually a significant difference between the two words and a significant uh, there, there is significant value in approaching our maturation and ultimately our growth in the sequence that Paul wrote about. So why does this matter? Why does it matter? Why does it even matter? Maturity, growth, this feels a little bit abstract. Like I don't fully understand. Like maybe you're in the same camp where you interpreted them one and the same. Well, I truly believe that there is massive implications for the church as a whole, as we unify and mature, and implications for you as an individual follower of Christ as you cultivate and grow individually. I believe there's massive implications, and we're going to talk about that this morning. I propose that maturity is contingent on community. Ephesians chapter 4, starting in verse 11, it's very clear that we will enter into unity which will produce maturity. I believe it's very important, the sequence of events that we follow whenever we engage in spiritual family and ultimately our spiritual, um, our spiritual formations as individuals. We recently, got a, uh, we recently got a solo stove. Are you familiar with the solo stove? Anybody know what that is? It's like a fire pit, essentially, but there's more. It's a smokeless fire pit. Like, how does that, I don't even know. Like, we, I've got some friends that got these things and they're remarkable. Like, and I totally got the bug. The Knolls have one and it's like, you can sit around a fire pit and you don't breathe smoke. Is that not fascinating to you? Like, it's, it's absolutely amazing. It might be witchcraft. I don't know what's happening, but there's no, sm there's no smoke out of this thing. And I got the bug, so we bought, we bought a fire pit and, um, we, we actually bought fire pit, but then we also bought a, uh, this ring that goes around it. I'm mostly impressed with the feature that you can throw logs in there. Those logs are gonna burn and you don't have to breathe smoke in, right? Uh, my wife was really excited about uh, the feature of the additional ring that comes around it that you can put drinks on, you can kick your feet up on. You could, it's like a conversation piece. And I'm like, yeah, but fire, but there's fire. It makes fire, right? And so anyway, uh, this, the box came in, all, all of it came in yesterday. Um, and <laughs> it's so funny telling this story. I feel kind of dumb, but like, so we're, we open all the boxes. It's not going to stop me from telling you the story though. <laughs> so we open all the boxes, we get it all out and I pull out this fire pit and I put it on the ground and, um, get it all put together, whatever. And I immediately start a fire in it. 
It was like 75 degrees yesterday. We did not need a fire in the fire pit, but I had a new fire pit. What do you do with a new fire pit? You start a fire in the fire pit. Uh, and then we assemble this ring that goes around it, whatever, and we finish the ring. And then I, I make this realization. I have to lift that fire pit to put it inside of the ring. There's a fire happening inside of that fire pit right now. <laughs> the order of events matters. Like It really, really matters. The order in which you assemble things. And Michaela was like, I could have told you that from the start, but you were really, really excited about the fire, so I'll let you start the fire. Anyway, um, I did start the fire. And I'm just gonna complete the story. I did lift the fire pit while it had a fire raging inside of it, and I placed it inside of the ring. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> be here all week. Um, third degree burns, but it's fine. It's fine. The order in which we engage in, in certain things in life matters, just like it actually matters the way we interpret scripture. It really, really matters. And I propose that maturity is contingent on community. And why do I say that? Because Paul said that in Ephesians chapter four. Let me just jump back up there one more time. It says, this will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's son that we will be mature. Unity produces maturity. And growth is a byproduct of your maturity. See, you were actually designed to first be immersed in unity, producing maturity, and then released into growth. Unity, which produces maturity, and then you will be released into growth. Let me read a couple of definitions for you. Mature is defined as the quality or state of being fully developed. Fully developed. Grow means to spring up, especially in size. I propose and believe that oftentimes, or that we live in a culture that oftentimes so promotes growth and self-expression and your gifting and what you can do to contribute to the body of Christ that we actually forego the process of unity and spiritual formation that is called maturity. It's easy to become very, very gift heavy. So there, there uh, is a podcast I recently listened to with Jonathan David and Melissa Helser. Are you guys with me, tracking? So there, there's a podcast by Jonathan David and Melissa Helser and Melissa talks about, uh, they have these eucalyptus trees and they're really beautiful and they're super decorative and they, they plant these eucalyptus trees for the reason uh, that they can actually clip off the branches and they can use them for decorations, right? Put it in a vase. Beautiful, you know what I'm saying? So they use these eucalyptus trees for that reason and they were walking through the field and she just observed that one of the eucalyptus trees that they had recently planted, that was like vibrant. It was like they would trim it and boom, the next day, like seemingly it was like, this thing was just reproducing and, and, and just completely amazingly staying full of branches, whatever. Well, what happened was they're walking and she realizes like, oh, hold on, like, this one doesn't look good. Like what's going on with this eucalyptus tree? And um, it just stopped, like stopped springing up these things after some time of actually, actually producing for a long time. So anyway, they get a horticulture specialist involved. They come out and look at the tree 
and come to find out um, what the, the horticulture specialist actually told them. He said, um, said, the tree is growing rapidly, but has not yet matured. Growth speaks to what's happening externally. Maturity speaks to what's happening below the surface. So what I believe to be true in much of our spiritual formation process is we can become so focused, so preoccupied in our own growth. What's the next book? What's the next conversation? What's the next church service? What's the next conference? What's the, like this personal growth thing that we actually forget that we were designed first and foremost as a part of our spiritual formation to become mature. Your root system cannot yet handle the fruits of your efforts, the fruits of your gifting. So what I want is I want to be the type of man that is more invested in maturity first before growing as an individual. The language that Paul even uses between verses 11 and 14 talks about us. It talks about we. It talks about the body. It says we will produce unity in the church and it will produce maturity in us. It's not until later in this passage that he starts to talk about the individual. He starts to talk about your gift, starts to talk about the thing that you bring to the table. And when he talks about that, why does he talk about that? He says, so that you can bring that back into the body. It's really easy to get so focused on growth that we actually forget that we're in a maturation process. And that process happens through connection in the context of community. I want to mature more than I want to grow. I want to mature more than I want to grow, just like this eucalyptus tree. I promise you, if you are more gift forward, this is what happens if we get this backwards. We're called to mature than grow. But if you grow first and then you try to mature, I will promise you, you will fight bravely and you will die quickly. You will fight bravely, but you will die quickly. This is my story. This is, this is my story. From the time I was a little boy, I remember my dad praying prayers over me that I would be called into ministry. I was so celebrated from the time I was a little boy for the things that I could do for the local church that I for, that I, that I I did not give appropriate weight to the maturation process that was supposed to have happened in the context of community. I was so gift forward, I was so celebrated for the gifts that I had that that became the focus, not only from the world around me, but even for myself, because I'm good. Like, I'm good, like, okay, so long as I can keep doing this, so long as I can keep teaching, so long as I can keep, I can sing, I can play guitar, if I could just learn a few more notes, if I could just sing a little bit better, you know what I'm saying? Like. What, what, what do I need to do to cultivate this gift, to grow this gift? But if you build it yourself, you have to sustain it yourself. Inevitably, you will fight bravely, but you will die quickly. 19 years, well, let's see here. 27 years is not a long time. <laughs> That's how long it took. I mean, guys, I literally like, I preached in competitions, like, this is a real thing, dude. I'm serious. Like, 
we, we had five minutes to teach a sermon. So like we would take a long time and we would prepare these sermons and then we would get up and we would preach in front of a panel of judges. It's a real thing. And then they would judge you and they would be like, here's what you did good, here's what you did bad. And then they would tell you if you were good enough to advance to the next round. Like I have literally traveled the nation preaching in these competitions. I was bred for ministry. I was bred for ministry. This was my identity. This was my gift to the world. So what did I do? I grew that gift. I cultivated that gift. I stoked that flame. I, I honed it in. I grew, I grew, I grew. All the while, the father was actually just welcoming into, me into this place to say like, hey, son, you're actually good. I don't need anything from you. That's great. I just need you to mature. Well, after 27 years, brick wall comes, fought bravely, died quickly, and it was awake and an awakening. Side note, I also did puppet show competitions. <laughs> That's a real thing, guys. We did like black lights and stuff. I'm telling about, we were like, listen, I had a custom puppet. No, I'm serious. I had a custom puppet made and uh, we were like in it. Guys, I was in deep. It was, I was in it, man. Like I was in it. But ministry was like, it was what I did. It was who I was. How is that my dad's intent, mom's intent? Of course not, absolutely not. They're celebrating gifts inside of me. They've got dreams and stuff for me. Yet somehow along the way, the growth of that gift became the priority. I promise you, if you're growth first, maturity second, you will fight bravely, you will die quickly. Another symptom I believe that people who live the life of growth first before maturity, they live a life full of way more opinions than they do questions. I want you to sit on that for a second. Way more opinions than questions. I never wanna be known as the type of man that has all the answers, but I do wanna be known as the type of man that has a bunch of questions. But whenever you remove yourself from the context of connection as you mature, you eliminate and you forego the process of living in the question. Hey, here's what I'm feeling. Here's what I'm thinking. This is what the Lord says to me. What do you feel about it? But when you forego that process, what you do is you forego the opportunity for spiritual family, for connection, for community, the people that you're maturing with because maturity is for the body in the context of connection in unity. Paul's words, unity creates maturity. You forego the opportunity to be sent into your destiny and instead you take it into yourself to go into your destiny by yourself. Because I can grow, I've grown. I've got the fruit, I can do it, whatever. More opinions and questions. I believe that these are the people who live their lives with unhealed wounds, posing as convictions. Think about it. Unhealed wounds, things that were intended to be developed and cultivated in the context of spiritual family and brought to maturity inside of you. But you forewent that process, so now you have convictions that were made about your life or the world around you that are actually just unhealed wounds. These are the symptoms of what happens if you focus on growth over maturity. When you grow too fast, you forfeit 
the formative process of embracing the question marks while being covered and matured by spiritual family. It's a misconception that we grow outside of maturity. It's also a misconception that you can achieve maturity as an individual. Unity creates maturity. Individual growth is a byproduct of your maturity. Where does bad theology come from? This a lot is this is a thought process that I've been on since Braden preached that message, and I just listened to it. I don't know a couple weeks ago, but where does bad theology come from? Where does bad teaching come from? I believe that oftentimes it's not like people set out just to deceive people. I want to preach a false gospel. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> I really don't believe that. Oftentimes, that's really the case. I think that oftentimes people just start formulating opinions based on his bride without being connected to his bride. You want to stay connected or do you want to be disconnected and formulate opinions while being disconnected from his bride? Individual growth out of connection, I believe, looks like one of two things. I believe that individual growth can look like a transplant. Our church is like less than three years old here. Now it's a decade old in Midland, but our church here, our campus here is less than three years old. Some of you have been in relationship with the Lord for decades. And I so honor that. So transplant growth, you didn't get all that growth inside of this body from a home church or from a what, like you, you've been growing. You, you've been on the journey. You've been Growing, so transplant growth looks like you're bringing that into our body and we need that and we receive that. Um, if it was cultivated in the appropriate context, right? Because if you think about like an organ transplant, right? There are times where that organ transplant is successful. It is compatible and it takes and it's great. There are also times when it doesn't. And I believe that the difference maker in this is the way in which you cultivated your growth. The Lord honors whenever we do things the correct way in the context of what the scripture says. The second thing is this. I believe that individual growth outside of connection can also look like just a growth. If you're not growing in the body of Christ, there's a possibility that you're growing on the body of Christ. I just want you to evaluate motivations this morning. Here's the beautiful thing about motivations. They can be changed. Your mind can be changed. Your intentions can be changed. The Lord wastes nothing. He's not a calculator of lost time. If you've experienced all this growth, and, but you're finding your heart in this disconnected place like that, hey, listen, this is just an invitation to the table to say, you know what? I just need to check my motivation. He's not the calculator of lost time. He's the redeemer of lost time. When I'm connected in unity, I'm safe. 
there's a safety that comes when I'm connected in unity with the body. And what I'm not saying is this, hear me. What I'm not saying is don't grow individually. That's not what I'm saying. Matter of fact, you better be. If this is the only time you come in and you sit down and you try to grow, it's not enough. You'll find yourself desperate at the end of the week. You'll find yourself still struggling with the old things. You'll still find yourself, what, it's, it doesn't work. You need to be growing as an individual, but not outside of the unity that produces maturity. It's not till verse 16 after he says, then we will no longer be immature like children. Verse 16 says, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow. So when you grow, we grow. The revelation that you get from the Lord becomes an impartation that we get to partake in. You need to be growing. I think it's important to ask the question, do you wanna be right or do you wanna be connected? Signs of maturity are this. One, you stay in unity. Like you are not breaking unity. Like I'm staying connected to you. We can disagree. We can talk about it. We can process. I'm not talking about blind submission. I'm talking about you get on a journey. I'm on a journey. But at the end of the day, we're all in this maturity process that starts with unity. Unity is a decision that you make to just stay, to stay in connection. Second, refuse to leave. I ain't leaving. I, I ain't leaving you. We're connected. I committed to you. Third is have an honorable differing opinion. Truth is, you don't know everything. <laughs> I do, but no, I'm not. <laughs> Truth is, you don't know everything. Six-year-old me would have been devastated that I couldn't grow up to be a Ninja Turtle. 12-year-old <laughs> me would have been even more devastated that I wouldn't become the next Tony Hawk. You don't know everything. How much of what you knew life was gonna be, how much of what you knew to be true about the Lord, you now know actually isn't accurate. You could be wrong. Live a life full of way more question marks than opinions. That's what maturity looks like. I'm gonna make a fairly aggressive statement, but I hate Hobby Lobby. Oh, I hate Hobby Lobby. I hate walking in there. Are there any other guys with me? You just, it's just, okay, good. The Lord bless you. <laughs> I hate it. I hate Hobby Lobby. hate everything about it. I hate the way it smells. I hate how tight the aisles are. I hate a lot of things about Hobby Lobby. I'm actually, I'm boiling a little. But I love my wife. So you know what we do? We go to Hobby Lobby. A good man. I try to be. Guys, it's actually that simple. I value connection more than I value being right. I value connection more than I value. 
I value connection more than I value even my own opinion. That's what staying in connection looks like. Now you might be thinking to yourself, yeah, but it's different. These are matters of theology. It's actually really not. Like we're not preaching heretics. There's no like, what I'm saying is this, like oftentimes if you're formulating opinions in direct opposition to things that are being said, I would just be aware that that might actually be some of those unhealed wounds that are turning into convictions in your life. I just wanna be connected. Don't you wanna be connected? Don't you wanna mature? Don't you wanna be united? Ultimately, yeah, wanna grow, but never at the expense of being unified and being matured. Truth is this, you don't have to agree with the process to appreciate the fruit. We can have a differing opinion. I could still reap the benefits of the fruit that comes when I simply say, I could be wrong. I'll stay. I get to, I get to reap the fruit just like you do. It doesn't have to be my decision. I'll wrap up with this. Uh, your maturity, it will be marked and measured by your connection to the body of Christ. Verse 13 in Ephesians chapter four says, this will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Hmm. Your maturity will be marked and measured by your connection to the body of Christ. Unity, I ain't leaving, I'm staying, I'm connected. This is where we are. I disagree with you, but I'm staying. Unity produces maturity and being rooted in maturity propels you into your individual growth. Let us not get it backwards. If you're growth forward, you will fight bravely and you will die quickly. Yeah, Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the instruction from the Apostle Paul. Lord, I just wanna be a hearer of the word and a doer of the word. Let us hear the word, let us do the word. We don't wanna be gift forward. We wanna be maturity forward. We thank you for that, Lord, that you're actually cultivating an environment here in which we can mature. What a wonderful time. What a wonderful body. And we thank you for that, Jesus. Yeah. I'm gonna close with just a couple more remarks. There's, there's very obvious signs of maturity. One, you could read this in Ephesians 4, verse 14 through 16, but the first sign of maturity is understanding and confidence. When it says we're not gonna be tossed and blown away by false teaching and all these things, you're not going to. When you're mature, there's understanding and confidence that comes. But most of that comes from being able to hear something and look at the person next to you and be like, is that true? That feels like it could be true. That's not true. That's not true. That ain't true. There's a confidence that comes with that because maturity happens in the context of connection. Second thing, you speak the truth in love. So whenever you do hear those things, you've got a confidence to say, uh, 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 that ain't, that ain't it. That ain't the truth. Third thing, unity happens. As you're mature, you'll notice that there's unity in your life. The fourth thing is growth. When you're mature, you can grow. 
Amen. Thanks again for listening today. If you'd like to join us in person for church, Renew Life meets every Sunday morning at the YWCA at 6501 University Avenue in Lubbock, Texas. For more information on our ministry, check out renewlifechurch.com or find us on social media. We hope to see you soon.